pelvic posse and welcome to the empower your pelvis podcast it's amanda and morgan we have helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues and it's totally our jam here you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health that is pee poop sex and everything in between you have a pelvic floor yes you we all do and it's time to start talking about issues that may arise but more importantly how to improve them we are so glad you are here to join us now let's head into this week's episode of the empower your pelvis podcast Hey, Pelvic Posse, welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. With it being October, this is not pelvic floor, it is (laughs) Physical Therapy Awareness Month. And today we have the lovely Erica Magruder here. She is a physical therapist at Empower Your Pelvis. Hello, Erica. Hey there. Um, we want to know, you know, with it being physical therapy month, how, how did you get into this field? So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you into PT. Sure. So I have been a physical therapist for about seven years now, and I decided to pursue a career in physical therapy because my senior year of high school. So that was I don't know how many years, a a long time ago, um, my dad was sick. He had a brain tumor and had to have surgery to have it removed. Mm. So when he woke up from surgery, the right side of his body was paralyzed and he had to have extensive physical therapy to recover from that. So I watched him go through his whole recovery. Um, he was in the hospital for a really long time and, a like bright part of his day, a part where he was always happy and like excited for that part was going to his therapy sessions. And so watching that for like a good month and a half happen, I was like, man, there must be something to this physical therapy thing. Like this must be a pretty cool career, a cool thing to do. If it can make my dad feel really happy when he's having this hard of a time. So after that, I decided to pursue this career. I went to Rockhurst University to study um, undergrad and for PT school and graduated and started started working from there. I went to Rockhurst too. What year did you end up graduating? So I graduated PT school in 2014. Okay. Yeah. Just a few years after me. Yes. I was 2011. Very cool. Love the school. Uh, for those of you who don't know or aren't familiar, Rockhurst University is a university downtown Kansas City, close to UMKC. Mm-hmm. Um, smaller campus, but very tough physical therapy school. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah, that's about all I can say. It was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful, mm-hmm. but very tough. Um, so from PT, you got out of PT school where, how did you decide what was your first job? So I worked, I worked in a lot of different settings. I worked first in a skilled nursing facility. Um, and that is hard. It's hard mentally and physically and emotionally for many different reasons. And it was a nice place to start, but it was not somewhere that I wanted to stay. So I did that. And then I worked in let's see from there. I went to home health therapy, um, which is also kind of a beast of its own and, um, decided again, that wasn't like quite the right fit. So I, I kind of like trialed a lot, a lot of different settings, trying to figure out what was right. And I told my husband like so many times, I was like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be a physical therapist because none of this is right. Like I, I can't find my passion. I can't find where I'm supposed to be. So, um, I, I really tried a lot of things trying to see like, what was the right fit because everything just, it was okay, but it didn't like light a fire. It didn't make me excited to go to work, excited about what I was doing. So, um, then I 
had babies. <laughs> and after my first baby, I needed public floor therapy myself. I had to be a patient. And I, in fact, like did not know much about pelvic floor PT at that time. How um, did you deliver your first baby? Was it vaginal or cesarean? Yes, it was a vaginal delivery. Okay. And, um, I was like, I think I was super fortunate. My labor progressed just how it should. Um, my water broke first and then I had contractions and they went on and I chose to have an unmedicated birth. So, um, I felt it all, but that's how I wanted to do it. And that's how I did it the second time. So I, I guess any tearing. (laughs) Yeah. I had a grade one tear. Okay. Um, but so did your doctor send you into public floor therapy? Did you no, ask for it? I asked for it. Okay. Yeah. How did you know about it? So, uh, Instagram. Oh, sweet. Like you oh, on Instagram. Awesome. I was like following you <laughs> like a little, like, I was like, oh my gosh, Amanda's so cool. Look at what she's doing. And so just um, for like what you see on Instagram is not what always happens in the office. <laughs> I'm saying this after we just filmed a reel though, with lots of different props. But that's very funny. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So literally from Instagram <laughs> is how I learned about public floor PT. And I don't even remember why I started following you. Um, oh, some people at work. So I was working in acute care at the yeah. time, still a physical therapist. And I had a friend there who had studied some pelvic floor stuff, but wasn't like working in it specifically. And she was like, yeah, like it's a thing. And she was like, you should follow these people on Instagram just to like get some info. And I was like, cool. So I did. And then I was like, Ooh, what is happening is not normal. Like it's not normal. Like, I don't think I want to keep living this way. So yeah, I decided I needed help. And I asked my doctor for a prescription. And then you ended up, um, can I say in our office? Yeah. Yeah. Seen by a PT here, a fabulous PT. Yes. Um, so you went through therapy Mm -hmm. and how did therapy go? It was, it was good. So I, (laughs) the reason like I finally decided to come in. So I had Carter in August and I didn't come in until the following May. So my symptoms didn't start right away. Um, I started doing Kegels like I thought you should. And I am a like motivated go getter. I'm going to do it kind of person. And I was not doing my Kegels correctly. So I think I caused some of my own problems. (laughs) And I I got to the point where like, we'd be going on a walk and I was literally going to pee my pants. Mm. Like I was going to pee my pants. And I was like, I'm 30 years old. I shouldn't be peeing my pants on walks. And so one day we were out and like in our neighborhood too. Like we weren't like out in the woods. We were like in our neighborhood with the stroller. And I was like, holy cow, if I don't stop right now, I'm just going to like flood my, I'm going to pee my pants and flood. And like, so I either am going to have to go squat over there or I'm going to have to pee my pants. So I had to go squat. Like, oh no. And, like, like and behind someone's kinda, bushes? Yeah. Oh, yes. So like I was out <laughs> in our neighborhood squatting behind bushes going pee because I was like, I can't hold it. That is the best story. And I'm sure it's, so many of yeah. us have, I mean. I have had that yes. happen when I'm out for a run and you're like, oh my God, you need like a porta potty. Yes. Why are they not building houses yes. on this street? Yes. It's yes. every other street. Right. But oh, so man. yeah, literally I had it. And I was like, I have got to go in. Like I've got to, I can't, <laughs> this is a big problem now. And I can't just push through this. So, cause I was to the point too, I was going pee right before we went on a walk. Right. I was like peeing ahead of time and I'm like, just it should in be case. Fine. Yeah. Yep. Just in case I'm going to empty my bladder. Yep. 
that did not work. <laughs> so, so I got a script, I came in and I worked with one of the therapists here and she, um, I didn't know what to expect coming in. Like I honestly didn't. And which is that's crazy. what most of my patients say. Cause like Erica was a physical, I mean, is a physical therapist, right. but treating for years before coming into a public floor yeah. physical therapy clinic, a lot of physical therapists don't really know what we do. Right. So that's not uncommon. Um, and we're trying to really push that, especially with this episode and it being physical therapy awareness month, letting you guys know what is really happening in public mm-hmm. floor PT. Okay. Yeah. So you came in, saw Erica didn't, or I'm sorry, saw Heather didn't right. know what to expect. Right. What kind um, of went through your mind? I cried. Oh, I'm sorry. Hopefully tears of joy. No, I was so, I was so upset because I think it finally set in. Uh, I think I was finally like, oh my God, I'm at a place where I'm peeing my pants and I can't exercise and I can't walk and like, oh shoot, I'm not supposed to have pain with sex either. uh, It's overwhelming. And it was, it was overwhelming and it was devastating. And I was like, I can't believe this is what's happening. And well, it was hormonal too, because I was breastfeeding and I told Heather, I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. I was like, I can't stop it. (laughs) And she was like, don't worry. She's like, here are tissues. Don't worry about it. And so, um, like she was just fantastic in educating me and, you know, walking me through what was going to happen the first day. And like, you know, that's another thing I think we're really great about. And she's super great about is like, we tell you what our plans are and what we'd like to do, but then like, it's a hundred percent up to you. Like you decide what we're doing. If you want to do that thing, if this is important to you. And so, and she's what I'm guessing is talking about, like in the internal exam. Yeah. So we do an internal exam at pelvic floor physical therapy, um, with majority of our patients where it's internal. We say it's similar to a gynecological visit, no speculum, no stirrups. Mm -hmm. Our main job is to have one gloved finger inside and we're assessing the muscle tissue guys. There's 28 different muscles down in the pelvic floor, 28 and what we tend to group in calling it the pelvic floor. So lots of room for mistakes and error to be happening within those muscles and us getting a really hands-on approach to figure out like Mm -hmm. which muscle is the cause or which group of muscles are behaving poorly. I like to call them like we have type A personalities, (laughs) type B personalities, just like a group project project. You've got to get them working together on a team again. So you can decide like, "Mm, I don't really feel comfortable with an internal exam today. I might warm up to it later on, or I might not. there's other ways that we can do things. Um, I personally prefer the hands-on approach, Yes, but again, not everybody is the same, not everybody's cookie cutter Mm -hmm. and everybody deserves an individual plan. So it's up to you to, to really say what you want to do. Most people come on though. And it's like, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. They're like, whatever we need to do (laughs) to get this better, they're going to do. Yes. So I did, I had an internal exam the first day because I was like, I don't care. Like just, you need to fix this problem because this is a problem. Yes. Um, so we did. And she was like, okay. So I had like a little bit of like pressure and discomfort. And I also, so like, I feel like in general, I have like a rather high pain tolerance. Like I'm not, if I have a little bit of pain, I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll push through it sort of person. So I described it as pressure. It very likely was pain, um, during the exam, just because she was trying to identify which muscles were the problem. So we did, we went through that and then she could tell exactly like where the issues were and what we needed to work on. And 
I can't remember now, like what my prescription was going home. Like I can tell you, I definitely had to work on my breathing. Um, but outside of that, like, I, I can't tell you. Um, and I, I remember like I had such quick progress with it. She gave me breathing and she told me how to kind of hold my bladder off. Like if I got that urgency on a walk, like what to do, how to not need to pee right in that moment. And it was miraculous. And I could, I could not pee my pants. And I was like, this is so fantastic. And so I did, I had really quick progress and like, it, it was just life change, literally life-changing. <laughs> So that was postpartum after kiddo number one. Yes. I know you ended up back in PT during pregnancy with number two. Yes. What brought you in during your pregnancy? So during that time, I just came in preventatively. Oh, I love that. Um, I knew, yeah, I knew what pelvic floor PT could do at that time. I knew that there was so much good information that like at the time I didn't personally know yet because I hadn't fully explored diving into this career. Um, and I was like, gosh, I just need to get all this info so that, cause specifically I knew I didn't push right. My first labor, I was like, I don't know what I did, but I pushed for three hours and it didn't like, it wasn't the best thing. So, um, I was like, Heather, just make sure I can push my baby out. Like, just please help me figure out. And she's like, you can, you know how to lengthen your muscles. Now, you know how to do it. I'm like, okay. So that was a lot of relief, but yeah, we just went through like prepping for labor, making sure my body was strong and I was going to be able to support all my joints and everything as my body continued to change during pregnancy. So it was good. Can you tell us the delivery with your second kiddo? Cause I think it's the best birth story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she, the night before, so at like five 30, my water broke. I was on a walk outside and I was, went to pick Carter up from daycare, came home, went to the bathroom. And I was like, huh, it's a little more liquid in my pants than there should be. And so I was like, babe, I think my water might've broke. And he was like, oh, you think? And I'm like, well, I don't really like nothing else is happening. Like, I think that's what happened. So we proceed on with the night. I make dinner, we go to bed and Brendan is like, so what's happening? Like, are we going to bed? And I'm like, yeah, because so the first time we didn't sleep at all that night. Like I went into labor that evening and we were up until 11 AM the next day through labor. So this time I was like, we're going to sleep. Like we're not, (laughs) we're not like amping this up. Like we're going to rest. So we went to bed and around like three, no one around 1 AM. I woke up with a little bit of contractions and I was like, okay, it's happening. That's good. So then I went back to sleep and then at three, I woke up again and they were stronger and I like, couldn't go back to sleep that time. I was like, okay, so I'm having contractions. They're stronger. We're going to be awake now. So from like three to 9 AM, we just kind of like trickled along, like nothing big happens, contractions, walking around, laying in bed, all that good stuff. So I call my doula I'm talking to her and I'm like, so is there anything I should do to like help this along? And she was like, well, why don't you get up and like take a shower and like just walk around some more and see if that'll speed up the process. So that was at like nine, nine 30. So I get up and start walking. I'm like, I don't think I can take a shower. Like this is a little more intense than I thought it was. So I'm walking and I get to the point where like, I have to stop during contractions. I'm like, Ooh, that was a rough rough one. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, here we go. We're getting in it. And Then it got to the point I was like, babe, I got to lay. These are getting too much. Like I have to lay back down. And so Rebecca's on her way to our house. And as she's driving there, I'm laying in bed. I have a contraction and I'm like, look at Brendan. And I'm like, my body just tried to push. And he was like, what? I was like, well, I had my contraction and like my body tried to push. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't do it. Like it just happened. And he was like, oh, huh. Okay. So like 
you know, the next one is normal. Nothing happens. And then she gets there and I told her what happened. And she was like, huh? Okay. She's like, well, let me watch your next contraction. So like I'm laying there contraction happens. And my, my abdomen is like bearing down. And she's like, you didn't do that on purpose. And I'm like, nope. And she was like, okay. She's like, well, baby's coming. (laughs) So she's like, if you want to have her in the hospital, we need to go now. And if not, we'll stay home. And I was like, let's just stay home. You know, you're like in the middle of labor, like, let's just stay home. Like, I don't want to get in the car. I don't want to leave. And my husband, we had planned a hospital birth and he's like much more type a and that made him comfortable. So he was like, we need, we need to go, we need to go now. And so I'm like, all right. So we're walking down to the car, like contractions the whole way. And she's like, if you have a contraction in the car, you need to just like do horsey lips. Like don't push with it. Just relax. She was like, we don't want you pushing the baby out. And she's like, if you do just pull over on the side of the road and I'll deliver it there. And so like, it was, it was like serious. So we're going and, um, the drive from our house to our hospital was, like 15 minutes or less. So Brendan said we left the house at 11 AM Harper arrived at 11 16. That was her birth 16 minutes after we left the house. So we get to the hospital, I get out of the car, have another contraction and it's like, you know, bad, but not, not pushing. And so we're riding up in the elevator, get off the elevator, have another contraction. And the thing is like, you don't know if your contraction is going to be one where your body pushes, or it's just like a contraction. So I stop because they're very strong and I'm like leaning over a couch and I'm standing in the waiting room, in the waiting room of lobby and delivery or labor labor and delivery. Um, and I'm standing there and I'm like, she's coming. And they're like, what? I'm like, it's burning. I can feel it. Like her head's coming out. Her head's coming out now. So I like feel myself pooping and I feel burning and my baby is arriving right there in the lobby. (laughs) And out she came and it was honestly, it was like fantastic though. Like the coolest thing to experience your body delivering the baby. Like I didn't do it. I did not have to actively push one time. My body just like progressed enough, went into labor, did its thing and like pushed her out. It was like your uterus is amazing. (laughs) I love because you guys came into the clinic. I don't know how early after you had delivered, but your husband, and I don't know why I remember (laughs) this, but he's like, Yep. If you go up the elevator to labor and delivery, <laughs> you're going to see one or two squares, brand new carpet squares. And that's where we delivered Harper. Yeah. I was like, Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. You really did deliver the lobby. <laughs> yep. That's incredible. Yep. Um, okay. So after let's go back to PT during pregnancy or yeah, during pregnancy, mm-hmm. when did you start to get the itch for, um, pelvic health? So that was that? actually, that was after PT. Yeah. After Carter, after the first time. So the first time I came to PT and I was meeting with Heather and I was like, Oh my gosh, Heather, I was like, I think I want to do this. And she was like, you should like, here's where you should go start your courses, go look at them, go start them, do that. And I was like, okay. So I just started like very casually, like online courses, things like that, just taking more information in. And I was like, okay, I like this stuff. Like this is, this is good. And so, um, then pregnancy. And so pandemic, right. Pandemic (laughs) happened. (laughs) And that's why we decided to have another baby. We're like, can't do anything else. (laughs) Might as well have a baby. So we have a baby. And then I'm, my work isn't great during the pandemic at the acute care setting. I'm like getting called off a lot. I'm not working a lot. And so like, it literally lit like a fire under my butt to be like, you got to figure out something else to do. Like it wasn't working for our family financially, emotionally, any of those ways. So 
was like, all right, I got to figure it out. And I told my husband, I was like, Brendan, I really think I want to do pelvic floor therapy. Like, I think that's what I want to do. I think I want to do that forever. I was like, I don't think I want to just like try it. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. And he was like, all right, which at that time it felt like a really big leap. Right. Cause like I had to get education in it. I had to then find somewhere that was willing to like hire me. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to like jump. I'm going to do it. And so during pregnancy, I started a lot of the more like intense education piece, I guess. Um, and I went to like an in-person class for it. And, um, everyone was like, you're, you're 32 weeks pregnant. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, huh? Okay. Okay. Like, I can't believe you're here. And I was like, no, like, I know this is what I want to do now. So I did that. And then I reached out to you during my pregnancy. And I was like, so I know this is really weird timing, but after I have this baby, I really want to do this. Um, and you took a chance on me and like, it was fantastic. I saw myself so and you during the interview. Cause you, I don't know, we probably spoke in May and I'm, I have no idea if that's correct. Maybe it was April. And you were like, please, please. I want to do this so bad. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no idea what we're going to be like in August, <laughs> but yeah, sure. Why not? And I remember leaving that day and calling my husband and being like, there's just something in Erica that I remember in myself back when I first started out like you had a fire and it needed, it needed to spread and and help all these patients. And I'm so happy we did that because you are a blessing to the clinic. It's incredible. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So you've been here, you've been treating patients. What is like the one thing that you wish every, let's say pregnant or postpartum mom knew about public floor PT. So during pregnancy, I wish that everyone knew how much we can give you like how much education we can give you to help yourself stay active during your pregnancy, to make your labor easier, to make your delivery easier, to help you like be educated going into labor and delivery. Um, like we just have so much information that it can just, it can make it easier for you. It can make you know what's going on. And I think people don't know that, like they don't know that pelvic PT is a resource. Mm -hmm. So we are, and we can help you. So what about our postpartum mama? Um, that you should just get, it should be like a checkup. Like it should be automatic. It should be something you do after you have a baby, because if you don't have anything wrong initially, like me, you can cause yourself problems. So like you can, you can be perfectly fine, but then you go and do this silly stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Like Kegels. We don't shouldn't be doing Kegels. Right. You can go and do a bunch of Kegels. You can go and jump into like high intense workouts and your body's not ready for that. And like, if you go into pelvic PT, they're going to help give you a guide of what you should be doing. They're going to help you know, like what you shouldn't be doing, which I'm starting to hear now. A lot of gynecologists went are like six weeker, seven weeker postpartum gals come in there. You're like, talk to your pelvic PT first, and they will tell you when to get back into activity. And yeah. I love that so because good. we're the ones watching those muscles move. Yes. We can look at the strength. We can see what the functionality is with, um, you know, regular day activities. Mm-hmm. And if you're leaking or having pain with just regular walking, lifting baby, bending mm-hmm. over for the car seat, like we don't want you in the gym, lifting weights, right. and jumping rope, right? We want to get you there, yes. but there's a whole progression yes. to it. And it's so much more than just your pelvic floor too. Like we are looking at your pelvic floor, but we're looking at your core muscles, your abdomen, your glutes and how they all work together. Because 
they're like, they're a group project, right? Uh-huh. They're just like the group of pelvic floor muscles. Like these three are also a group project and they have to be equal to each other. So there's a really big picture to look at with all of it. Love that. All right, Erica, we've got one last question. Sure. One thing that we ask everybody on the show is what is something you are doing, learning or teaching right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I recently, our family does a like fall tradition and we all make apple butter together. So it's a little more than just like a traditional apple butter activity. Um, my husband's family brought a huge kettle overseas from, I don't know where I should figure that out. Um, but they brought it with them like over on a ship and, we have it outside under a huge fire and it literally takes hours. Like they start peeling the apples the day before and they start the fire at like six or seven that morning. And we did not finish until 3 PM. We started canning. So like it's a full day activity and it is delicious because it's, it's fresh apples, a little sugar. Everybody likes a little sugar and then, uh, like smokiness from the fire. Yeah. So it's, it's superior to most other apple butters. It's almost yeah. awesome is what I meant to say. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, are you reading any books or learning anything new right now? Oh, um, I like the idea of reading books. I'm not always great at it. Cause I it's traditionally time in your I life. fall asleep. Um, I have two small children and I just, I fall asleep easily, but I am working on a online program, um, a pregnancy postpartum core exercise solution program that is pretty extensive as far as like evaluation tools, treatment tools, exercises, things to look at on that front. So, and tell us how, how old your kiddos are. Cause that is why you are staying so busy and are yeah, exhausted. Yeah. So Carter is just over two years old and Harper is almost five months old. So still in that hormone phase, yeah, guys. Yeah. We're busy, but mm-hmm. it's wonderful. It is just, it's a different, different phase of life. <laughs> well, thank you so much for hopping in today yeah. to tell everyone how wonderful you are and your journey. I think I love that you're sharing that with us and with the world and giving them a little insight on public floor physical yes. therapy. Yes. Pelvic Posse, we want to thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can we ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you will continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review? Tell them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health. And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version to this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all of our visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to watch. Thanks so much again. And make sure to give your pelvis some love until next time. Peace out pelvic posse.